podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. Hope everyone is all good and well out there. As usual, we are back. Me, Jordan, Lee and James. Make sure you show some love first and foremost. Hit the like button, people, and we'll keep it moving. The round two of the group games are done in the World Cup, so we're going to get into them. But before we get into them, there's some club football news that I think we should touch on. I'm sure you guys want us to touch on it. One of them being the FA Cup draw, another one being Mudrick update, news, um, so on. But let's start with the FA Cup draw. Um, Lee, you ever been Oxford away? No. No, like years and years ago, um, we played them in the league. They was in the league, but I uh, never got to go there. Like I think Manor, Manor, something there, name Manor, Manor Road, something like that. So, um, but I've played against the Oxford City a few times. You know what I mean? Back in the day, so um, like uh, pleased, pleased. Yes, when you look at the draw and and, and some teams like um, Man City and Chelsea coming out, and uh, there was a few Premier League games, weren't there? I always look at this round and I think it's always good that you get a nice home draw against lower opposition. So like with the the um, Christmas period where you're playing quite a few games, which is a little bit different this season, but you know what I mean, in between those sort of like heavy fixtures, particularly what fixtures we got in January, it was nice that we could now rotate a few players and, and, and sh- should still be able to get the job done. If we don't, then we don't deserve it. But only disappointment for me was it was a way... Um, it just makes it very, very hard to get tickets for this one. I think it's 11,000 um, capacity, I think it is like, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I, I always like that. That's what I like about the FA Cup. You get to go to uh, grounds or or watch teams that you, you don't normally see. Um, so, you know, I think it's a good draw for us. Um, could have, as I said, could have been better if we'd have been at home. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleased with the draw. And, and obviously seeing like City and Chelsea coming up against each other. It, straight away, it, it, it um, makes the FA Cup a little bit more interesting, guys. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean about the the fixture as well. I mean, um, I first started going Arsenal games in the mid nineties, and there was a lot of games where it was a local club feel and it was a nice, intimate stadium. And over the years, I think the Premier League has lost that. You know, a lot of commercial stadiums <clears throat> and big, big um, fan bases from across the world, obviously, but. You know, going to Oxford is going to be one of those games. Nice, small stadium, local team. And yeah, I do miss those ones. And that's what FA Cup can bring you. League Cup can bring you that as well. But the FA Cup is extra special being an Arsenal fan, especially. And Jordan, what do you make of the tie? Oxford away. And then obviously we've got Man City, Chelsea, United, Everton, Liverpool, Wolves, um, Tottenham, Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah. Some some mildly interesting ties um, in this round here. Um, I'm not going to lie. Yes. Well, I was gonna say, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I lost a lot of love for the FA Cup a few years back. I know that we're the record holders and that doesn't mean I don't want us to do well in the Cup. I think, unlike the League Cup, I will be a little bit more gutted if we were to lose this fixture. I would like to go deep into the competition. But personally, I'm not, I'm, I don't love the FA Cup the way that I did 10 years ago. Um, it doesn't mean as much to me as it used to for various reasons that you just flagged. So uh, the FA Cup doesn't really get me excited in a way that it, it used to. But is it on us to got... carry the flame, though? I'll ask that because, it, it, you know, I know what you mean. The FA Cup has lost this source a bit. But we come from an era where it meant so much that the, the, you know, the broadcast of it started in the morning. 
you'd get some fan cams on TV leading up to the match. You'd get the walking through the Wembley Way area and whatnot. And, you know, now over the years it's lost. But isn't it up to us to carry that fame considering Arsenal are the, you know, the top dogs in the competition? Uh, no. I don't, no, I, 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 don't, I don't think it I'm is. I'm trying, I mean, people. I'm trying. I, I, know, I know, I know. I mean, my, my question to that would be why. I mean, just because we're record holders. I mean, I'm not saying don't take it seriously. I'm just saying I don't, I don't think there's added responsibility because, because of A, the record, or B, the nostalgia that comes with it. The flame's gone out for me. The flame has gone out. Those days where BBC would be on the bus going to the grounds and all that, that that's gone now because football's a different animal. I think how we consume football is very, very different. I think our priorities, not not all of us, granted, but some of our priorities in football are different. What makes us excited, some of us in football, is different now. So for me, it's a flame that's gone out. The FA Cup is a different animal to what it was 15, 20 years ago. And that's fine. Things evolve, things change. It's just changed into something that I don't love anymore. Um, so, so no, I don't think there's a responsibility on us as record holders to particularly... I think there's a responsibility on the holders. Take it a bit more seriously. If you, I think if you're the holders, yeah. But being the record holders, no, I don't think it's added responsibility on us to to to, to I just think take that it extra seriously. It's one personally. of the competitions that hasn't that hasn't been tainted by the influx of money over the years. If that makes sense, well, I think been, it has though. It's been tainted because the Champions League, Premier League are, are glorified more now. But in terms of the FA Cup, it's still got that kind of historic feeling behind the league. And you talk to us. No, I just it's just listening to Turkish there, and I'm gonna I, I, I want to just come in before James does because he's a little bit younger and all that. I'm really really upsets me when I hear that about you know because I you know and I'm not having a go at Jordan when, when he says that. It's just you know it's, it's true what you say. I think it's it's been a magnificent com a competition through through and growing up through my life it was it meant so much and it still means so much to me as a as a as a fan you know younger like meant meant so much you know like I remember back that back in the day we was at school we used to he used to come on a Monday and you used to all get round the radio like so a teacher might put it on radio one and listen to the cup drawer. It was just something everything about it was magic, you know, and you'd get a good side and you know, you get through to the next round and you know, going through all the time, you know, going to my first cup final was is it, you know, um an amazing experience and, and just all those things about the FA Cup was just fantastic. And, and when you hear younger fans now I honestly feel like people like Jordan have missed out because I feel privileged of being able to hold it well, so so dear. Lee, Lee, sorry before James comes in, Lee. I mean, I'm younger than you, but I'm not that much younger than you. I, I, I no, 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 but I do, I do remember no. the FA Cup in the early in the early nineties. I, I grew up in that era, so I was probably part of that era where the FA Cup was a big deal. Forget the final, mm. even the rounds before. I remember it being a big deal. Who have you got? Who you know? What draw did we get? Are we home? Are we away? Um, th there was a draw pre-Champions League explosion. There was it was a massive draw, and I, and I totally echo and share all of that. I just don't feel the same way now yeah. because well, I know what you're saying. I, I agree with you. It has, it has diminished over the last few years. You know what I mean? Uh, so so I've heard people turn around and go, oh, like, you know, when we've lost to Southampton, ah, oh, it doesn't matter, it's the FA Cup. It, I, it bloody hurt me when we lost to Southampton. It hurts me when we go out of the FA Cup. I, I do feel it's a, a big competition and I do feel it's been demeanoured by 
the Champions League money and, and the Champions League, oh, cha- oh, you get Champions League places and things like that. And I just think it was very, very sad because for me, it was one of the, and, and still holds a lot to, to me. I think, I think Lee nailed it there. For me, it does matter when we lose the cup. I, I wouldn't go that far for me. It does matter, but it doesn't hurt. That's the difference for me now. It matters when we get knocked out of the cup. It does matter, but it doesn't hurt in a way that 15, 20 years ago, it did hurt. Sorry, James. I've it hurts. It, it, it does. It hurts me in recent years because that is one, <clears> of, the, <throat> one of the legitimate trophies we've been able to win or, or compete in, yeah, or yeah. I would have hoped we can compete in. Obviously, we've been knocked out in the first round. But James, being, a, being the younger fan of the show, um, I guess you didn't see the days of the FA Cup we're talking about in terms of the broadcast of it, how big it was. Um, but well, what do you make of the FA Cup? Because I know you're an admirer of the domestic competitions. I hate the FA. No, I mean, I, it's, um, I love it because, because I'm at the end of the spectrum where um, I missed the title wins it, kind of when I started becoming a fan. So the, the most enjoyment I've had of success I've had an Arsenal fan is those four FA Cup wins of the last 10 years or whatever. Um, but the, the thing I find quite sad because I, I'm like Lee put it perfectly like it's a shame what Jordan's saying but you get it like you absolutely get it and I think a lot of that is dictated by the way you know managers are so happy to rotate in earlier rounds and whatever um and, you know so much is dictated by you, you know finishing in the top four or finishing the European places in the Premier League is, is seen by some as more important whether it's financially or for the future of the club or whatever but I, I just always think silverware for me um I think it's sad that it's so rare in football to win silverware. I mean, even as Arsenal fans, it's kind of rare for us, but at least we've got a club in a position where they might legitimately win silverware at some point in the season. I hear fans that are just, you know, what they do for one FA Cup, we had four in the last 10 years and people wouldn't describe... Spurs. Yes, but people wouldn't, some people wouldn't describe Arsenal's last 10 years as particularly successful. Other clubs would be like, are you kidding me? You know, I'd, I'd take relegation for one FA Cup. You know, that's where some... Yeah, and, and I think it's sad that there are so few trophies you can actually win and there's two of them that you kind of go, well, how much does it really matter? And you know, how much do we really care? So I'm... Listen, while I can entertain the Carabao Cup debate, I'd still rather we took it more seriously, but I kind of get what people are saying with the FA Cup. I think we absolutely should be. I'm not saying don't rotate. You can rotate, you can use your squad, you can manage the season. But... I still think ultimately we should always be putting out a team that can actually go win games in the FA Cup. And if we get knocked out, we should be bitterly disappointed that we are out of it. Um, so I love it. The last four years, so the last four years, the last four cup wins, you know, beating Chelsea in those two finals, the drama against Hull. Villa was the only one that was actually enjoyable in a sense of we were so in control for that whole game. Um, but I, I kind of enjoyed them all in their own ways. Um, I've been to Wembley for a couple of semi-finals as well. And, you know, I love it. I really, I've got a lot of time for it. And, you know, I'd like Arteta to put us in a place where we've got the squad and got the depth so we can compete on multiple fronts. Um, it's why I give credit to the likes of Guardiola, who actually have sort of been taking it seriously since they arrived as well, all these domestic competitions. But ultimately, it's easy when you've got the ability mm. to, you know, beef up your squad the way he has. But, um, yeah, I'm all for taking it seriously. I think James makes a really interesting point that I'm happy to acknowledge that maybe I'm a bit spoiled 
maybe my view is slightly skewed by the fact that my football club has won the FA Cup four times in the last nine years, wherever it may be. So if I was, a, for example, a Spurs fan, then maybe the FA Cup would mean more to me because I not only remember the historical um, pool of the Cup, but I'd actually won it because I've never been to Wembley and won it before. Well, not for 20, 30 years. So maybe I'm speaking from a position of privilege whereby my team has won the FA Cup and therefore I'm a little bit meh. So maybe I'm happy to admit that maybe I'm spoilt. Maybe my view is 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 kind of like dripping in, yeah. in privilege. Uh, no, well, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's necessarily that. So, so, sorry, it. James. Lee, Lee had his hand up. Lee, Lee, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> sorry, man. But like, do you know what? It's just it's a great sorry. point that Jordan makes. A great point. I, I just want to just echo a little story, like yeah. Um, two thousand and three. We just lost that in the league, like you know. Um, yeah, all right, James. If you want to go to toilet, you can go, like yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So, so if, um, if um, it was in two thousand three, we just lost the league uh, to to Man United, and we went and played uh, the FA Cup um, um, down in Cardiff, and and we beat Southampton one 0 Robert Perez scored. Um, I didn't know at the time, but that was the last time I ever went to a cup final with Dad. But thinking about and my, I was a little bit underwhelmed by it I remember getting in the coach going oh, like, you know won the FA Cup my dad turned around to me and said son don't don't ever diss a trophy don't you know what I mean like because trust me they don't come around as long as you think he said we're on a fantastic thing at the moment winning leagues and challenging for leagues but it will it will come to an end so enjoy every single moment we went that we the following season we won the league we won the FA Cup I thought it was going to go on forever like you know what I mean I really did you know what I mean and I was age where I was mature enough not a kid and then we went through years without winning a trophy again like so when that trophy come up against Hull look at the celebrations when you go back to that whole game look at the it, I don't think it was celebrations of hysteria it was a lot of relief in that stadium that day a lot of relief. And and I always think back to that, like, you know, and I, I hear what Jordan's saying, but, you know, don't, if a trophy, be greedy, be absolutely greedy when it comes to winning trophies, because you just don't know when they're going to, and do you know what, like, we, we, we beat Hull, we went, we, you know, the one against Aston Villa, but James makes a great point there. We, we dominated that from start. I still enjoyed that afterwards because mm. you don't know when the next is coming. I know it come against Chelsea, but look, you know, you don't know when they're going to come. And, you know, so I, 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 I implore every fan, you know, don't, don't yeah. be greedy and, and enjoy it. I had my hand up earlier. You so. did, you did, you did. Yeah, you, you, did, did. you did. It's your turn. Thank you so much. <laughs> but feel free to, you know, um, <laughs> Jordan, feel free to interrupt at any stage. Do, do a Jordan. <laughs> My word, this podcast. Um, We're trying to be nice to each other. It's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult. I must say, for those listening on Spotify now, James raised his hand. So obviously you can't see that. So James raising his hands. We're trying to be more polite and less Jordan. Hence why... We're joking. Sorry. Do you know what, Jordan? Thank you so much for mentioning that because we are now officially on Spotify. It's in. We're up. We've made it. Oi, guys, we've made it. I think we've we've made it. Like, you know, we can actually be uploading these um, earlier on on Spotify and podcast platforms, so you get the 
opportunity to listen to this on your way to work or whatever it might be so um yeah look out for it and the early releases we will let you know via socials and all that as well but um you know what i was just going to quickly add to what lee was saying is um and it's sort of what jordan's point it means a lot to me that we're the only club that have gone a premier league season undefeated and that we have the most fa cups i think when people talk about the the biggest clubs in the world they're able to rattle off these unmatched stats right and you know, Barcelona have theirs, Real Madrid have theirs, Man United will have theirs, Liverpool have theirs, you know, Liverpool six uh, Champions Leagues and all that. OK, 14 FA Cups maybe doesn't equate to six Champions Leagues, but it means a lot to me that we've won it more than anyone else. Is, is that just me or does anyone else? No, I'll it with you. With you, it means a lot. I just think it's part of when you're talking about the... Sorry, Jordan, you weren't next. How rude of me. Um, but it, I think it just adds to the whole, um, you know... We're Arsenal. No one has as many FA Cups. No one's going to season undefeated. No one's, you know, third most league titles. They probably wouldn't use that. But you get what I mean, that kind of thing. <laughs> my, my last point on this would be, just imagine the equivalent podcast right now for Spurs. Imagine there's a four-way Spurs podcast leading up to the FA Cup, this whatever round it is, what they're discussing. They'll be, they'll be mm. saying the absolute opposite. We need to win this cup. Take it seriously. Conte, put your best team out. They'll be saying, so again, I'm just acknowledging my privilege <laughs> in that the FA Cup is, is not a priority for me. But that's because I've won it so many times. So mm -hmm. I don't care about other, nation, other clubs, but I'm just think, I'm acknowledging that other clubs don't have the, 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 the fortune, if you like, that I have on this podcast to say, yeah, they're desperate. <laughs> for a, for a, for an FA Cup for an let FA Cup ask, final. <laughs> let me ask you a question, Jordan. Um, I believe next year, the Champions League spaces in the Premier League goes to the top five. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's next year or latest the year after. It'll be the top five teams in the Premier League make Champions League. If that fifth place was given to the FA Cup winners, do you think it starts bringing back some of the draw to it, or do you think that's gone now? considering how big the other competitions have become? I think the fact, the mere fact that you can now qualify for the Champions League, finishing fourth, so we're talking about, you know, the history of, of our game, or current form, I think is a little bit of a, it's always been a bit of a, a downer for me. It's yeah. meant to be the Champions League. And if you can finish fourth in your league and so qualify, that doesn't quite sit right with me. Even though... If we finish fourth this year, I'll take it, obviously. So fifth and the FA Cup, I've always kind of gone back and forth on this one. I don't personally think that, that the FA Cup should get you into the Champions League. I've not been on that train of thought. I don't think it should qualify for the Champions League. Um, and to your question, would it make me more engaged in the Cup? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I, I, I think, just I'll talk for me personally, the flame of the FA Cup for me is very much gone out. I yeah. don't disrespect it. I don't not care about it. I just don't feel the same excitement about it. And I don't think giving it to the Champions League or giving the winner a Champions League spot, for me personally, even that still wouldn't really, um, you know, that, that wouldn't that wouldn't gear me up to it any, that wouldn't get me more excited about it. That wouldn't reinvigorate my excitement towards it, no. You know what's, you know what's funny? I mean, uh, over the years, the League Cup seems to have got more clout and it does FA, with me. And the FA Cup seems to have lost. I mean, in Spain and Italy, they still look at their cup competitions as very important parts of the season. Over here in England, the League Cup has got some source, I guess, because of Jose yeah. and Pep Guardiola over the years. 
the FA Cup seems to have lost it. And no one, I'm not, not just talking about you, Jordan, because like Lee said, I tend to agree with what you're saying in terms of the flames gone out. But it seems like there isn't a way back for it in terms of getting that flame back. So that's the difficult. I think with the, with the League Cup, I think that the the, the, um, the attractions for, for coaches in that is it's, it gets done at the, the early part 100%. of the season. 100%. Where, where the FA Cup comes at the business end of the season, like you know, and I, I do think it's a great point being made. You know, when you when, there are debates, and everybody has this debate. Let's be honest: is it better to come fourth or win a trophy in the FA Cup? Yeah, it's this, mad. This, to this, me. This, it's this, mad. this is what this is how it's come. You know what I mean? Now you go back when the FA Cup was fancy. That was never in the conversation. You get you no. get you get slapped and kicked out of the pub. You know what I mean? Like mm. you know, it's a ridiculous statement. Like you know what I mean? But, um, you know, even to come runners-up weren't, you know, you'd w- want the FA Cup. Mm. So I do think that that's where it's where it's been at. We've all been a little bit brainwashed with that, like, you know, oh, it's so important to get fourth. But the greatest thing about doing DR Sports over the last couple of weeks is that you get to meet other fans of other clubs. And I was sitting down with Nicky at West Ham. And, you know, do you know he's never, ever seen his team win a cup, a, competition, mm. a cup yeah. competition, you know? And... I'm looking at there and we've got people going, oh, we're, we're throw this one away and all that, like, you know, and you just think like, you know, give your head a wobble, like, you know what I mean? This is, you know, football, we're, we're very, very fortunate to be able to support Arsenal, you know what I mean? And 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 I know it drives us nuts at times and it really does, but we're, we're, we're fortunate, you know, there's a lot of other teams in a lot worse positions than us. And, you know, I think we do take that for granted a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I see what you're. I think if the FA Cup, I I agree with Jordan. I don't think that there should be a Champions League spot at the end of because it's seven games and 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 you know um, you could actually not play anybody decent and get to the final and win it. You know it has happened. You know what I mean. So you know, um, but I think it would ignite the FA Cup. People will take it a lot more serious because there is those seven games. And let's be honest. You know, I mean, it is a cup competition. People go on about. In, in some weird way, if you win the European Cup, which unfortunately we've not had the pleasure of doing, you call yourselves the champions of Europe, right? Well, really, you've only won. It's a cup competition. You ain't the best mm. team in Europe, but mm. you, you get that 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 flag. Yeah. You know, you get that torch, don't you, of being champions of yeah. Europe. It is a cup competition, by the way. Not necessarily the best teams win the Champions League. So I think it would 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 help, but I don't think like, Turkish the Premier League is going to allow that to happen. You know, five teams are coming um, into it. They ain't going to allow that. I'm, I'm taking a cup over fourth place. Uh, that's where I'm with James. I, I'll take a cup over fourth. I mean, a club like Arsenal, it shouldn't be an either or. But if it mm. is an either or, I'm taking a cup over fourth place. And another reason why um, I wouldn't agree with giving a Champions League spot to the FA Cup winners is it makes it harder for the lower league teams to progress because then all you, all that will happen is is your West Ham's and your Everton's and your Villas they put out their strongest teams so I think you make it even harder for the Championship and the League One teams to progress because then if you have the carrot of a Champions League spot everyone in the Premier League then puts their best team out and you could argue that's the way it should be anyway. What about what about if they scrapped or take or took the Premier League clubs out of the League Cup League Cup? Is 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 that something that could bring it back? Because I'm I I don't care about the league cup. So I'm thinking maybe if they took that comp and it's the only domestic competition, it makes it a bit more. But I think if you do that, that you you take away a lot of the revenue for those lower league clubs. A lot of those lower league clubs rely on 
a League Cup game against an Arsenal or a United or a Chelsea, yeah, if you remove I'll those Premier them. League clubs, then you, a, okay, you make it easier for an Oxford, say, to win the League Cup, but those clubs still, there's no guarantee if you're Oxford, even without the Premier League clubs, you're going to win the League Cup. But the financial of even just two rounds, I'd imagine, can keep those sort of clubs going for, for you know for half a season. So oh, look, look, you... look, even with Oxford now, look, they must be buzzing to have picked out Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know, and let's just just bring out that point. You, that, that hurts me when you say that uh, a Turkish uh, the League Cup don't mean nothing like because. I've had my yeah, best and... memories as an Arsenal mm. fan. I mean, that's two, two of my best memories as an Arsenal fan with the League Cup. You know, that was beating Spurs in the semi-final back in the day, and then going on and beating beating Liverpool, the mighty Liverpool. Um, and I will say this with two goals from Charlie Nicholas. I think that that was the start of us to go and win, dominating in the league a, a, a few years later, like, you know, because we, we picked up a trophy. So, I, I, I you know... I suppose I'm of an era where trophies, those those sort of trophies matter, and and, and I was brought up on them, and and um, you know I find I don't find it disrespectful that anybody says that. It's just I I believe it is the way that his football's gone. It's such a sad thing that, that you know there's so many different changes in football now, and 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 do you know what? It was a great question the other day. The World Cup and everything's on now. It's you know, but international football, by the way, diminished. Because yeah. of Champions League, because yeah. players started going, oh, I'm going to retire now because um, from international football because there's the big contracts coming out because of all this sort of stuff. I, I can get an extra two years playing club football, so yeah. everything is diminished. You know what I mean? Like um, because of this poxy Champions League, really. And and, and I'm going to say it, money. Yeah, Europe, Europa League or FA Cup, which would you rather win? Forget just as a trophy. Let, let's assume Arsenal have got top four. FA Cup. Europa League. I, I, I would always go the FA Cup. But do you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it now. I'm, 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 I think it's been too, too long. Since you've won in Europe. Arsenal haven't won a trophy in Europe. You know what I mean? Like, too, too long. So, I do feel that Arsenal yeah. need to, to win a trophy in, in, in I Europe. I just think, I don't want to... You know when... Tottenham win a League Cup is 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 it's all over for you. When? When when when, when? Well, when, is that? when did they win it in ninety ninety-eight or was it ninety-nine and they won it in two thousand and one or something? But when they win a League Cup, they make out that they won something. And I know Lee, you you grew up in a different time and it did matter more then, but I grew up on Wenger treating it as more a youth cup competition. Yeah, I get that. I get that. In Europe, we sound similar to Tottenham in domestic competitions in terms of, yeah, we'll take the Europa League because we haven't won much in Europe, which you're right, 100%, I agree with you. But I know winning the Europa League for Arsenal, the next thing is, well, it's not Champions League, is it? And you are one of the big boys and you you know, you know, have got this history and it's not really enough. So I'd rather just the FA Cup solidify our position in that and get back into Champions League. And then it's not a question. Champions League or FA Cup, there's there's no talk about that. There's no debate. We're all taking Champions League. What, one one idea I've I've had is that in the, the, to make the FA Cup fairer and better, I think, for the lower league clubs, is to, I, I would implement a rule when the draw is made, if you draw a Premier League club, you get the choice of whether you want that game home or away. So in this oh, instance, with Oxford... Good. You'd give Oxford the option. Do you want to? If you if you draw Arsenal away, you have the option of keeping it 
as it is, go to the Emirates, because there's pros of them going to the Emirates, or would you rather reverse it and bring Arsenal, the Premier League club, to your ground? So you have that choice. That's one thing I would, I would, I would, I would wait in favour of League One, League Two, and lower league clubs. Give them that choice of would you rather have the bigger gate receipt by going to Old Trafford, Anfield, the Emirates, or do you think you've got a better chance of winning if you bring Arsenal to your ground? That's one thing I would do that I think will make it slightly fairer to to those lower league clubs. I just fear they'll go for money every time and say, let's go to the let's go to the big boy ground and, and get the gate receipts. But so be it, it. interesting idea. Um on the FA Cup stuff, I think you know we're half an hour in and we've got to keep it moving, but I think we've kind of delved into it quite a bit and the games are still <clears> great conversation, that by the way. Really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, we're touching on it again. Yeah, cheers, James. Nice one, James. James, what is it? January the fixture, mid January? Something like that. January, I think it's January. It's after the um, Helpful, isn't uh, it? Newcastle game, in between the Tottenham game and Newcastle. So that's yeah. 7th, is it? And I looked at Man City's, obviously, they got Chelsea in their FA Cup. And I looked at their fixtures in the first seven, eight weeks of, of the new year. And they played Chelsea back to back league game, FA Cup. And then they've got a few of the big boys in and around mm. those seven weeks. So, it's interesting. I think, you know, we, we caught a bit of a touch getting Oxford. You'd be furious if you're a Chelsea fan. Oh, <laughs> Chelsea and Everton, Everton must be like... Um, not, do you know when things are not going well for you? That, that happens. It's not going well right. for Everton. I mean, Manchester United away. You can, like, you know... Yeah. You know, like... You can imagine what they're all sitting in the... You know, through the world. Well, we, what we need is a good cup run now. Just get us back. <laughs> Manchester United versus Everton. You know what I mean? Like, and Chelsea would be the same. You know, we need to just uh, have a good little cup run just to just to keep the um, walls from the it's, door. It's Manchester brilliant for City Arsenal. versus Chelsea. It's brilliant for Arsenal. You, you've got you've got the Carabao Cup ties bringing everyone, uh, some of those clubs back before Christmas. Um, I think it's City versus Liverpool is one yeah, of the times. Yeah. You've got um, United having to negotiate Barcelona before they even get to the main knockouts of mm. the Europa League. Chelsea have another trip to City. This is all good news for Arsenal, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it is. Yeah, very, very good. Well, and do you well, know what? I didn't even realise the fixtures have changed as well. Did it, Did anybody know that? Uh, what during this World Cup? You know, I mean, now got Tottenham on a Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. But they've set up the January fixtures, haven't they? Yeah, just yeah. I didn't even know. Someone said, "Oh, by the way, you know, it's now four thirty kickoff." I didn't even know. You know, I mean, this is just what the old World Cup does sort of take over a little bit, doesn't it? Like, you know, yeah. and the City game has been rearranged. Yeah, <laughs> for a Wednesday. When, when, when is that one? February fifteenth. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Home or away? Home. Home. Good. And <laughs> some more breaking news that came through ten minutes ago. Do you guys see it? They pop no. up on your phones. Colo Torre. Wigan, yeah. Appointed Wigan manager. Brilliant. 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 Good on him. And you know what? He's been he's been working under Brendan Rogers for a while, hasn't he? I mean, obviously Brendan signed him at Liverpool. He's had a few years, I think, with him at Liverpool. Uh, Celtic. Yeah, no. Yeah. Celtic. Celtic. Yeah, Celtic. He started at Celtic, followed him to Leicester. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously played under Arsene Wenger. Good luck to him. I wish him all the I, 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 I like that. I really like when I see ex-players doing their time. You know, there's, there's a privilege and I won't go down the whole, you know, racial bias I believe there is. But there's a privilege of some managers just walking into big jobs. But I like when I see managers, do, do your time. Go to the lower leagues. Be an assistant. Be a head coach. Um, not head coach. A first team coach. Do your time, man. Mm. Now, whether he's a good manager or not, we're going to soon find out. He may flop. He'll be sacked. 
whatever. But the mere fact he's got an opportunity. Wigan's not a tiny club, you know what I mean? When, they, were, uh, they, were, they won the FA Cup, to what, 10 years ago? So yeah. this is a club actually with a little bit of recent history of being in the Premier League and um, winning, winning a trophy. Spurs haven't won a trophy for how long? So for him to be at Wigan, that's a decent club, man, for him to be at. And, and I hope it goes well for him. Hope he goes well yeah, three and a half year deal. So yeah, they believe there, you, there you go. Yeah, there security go. there as well. Good luck to him, man. It, it makes me because yeah, Kola Torre is a player that you know used to watch week in week out. It does make me laugh when suddenly you don't really hear about them so long because they're doing what they do, and then it just pops up when you're out of nowhere. It's like Kola Torre is Wigan man, brilliant. I mean, it's just like. Yeah, yeah, like Jordan said, I respect it a lot more than just being given the opportunity off the back of your name, which a lot yeah. of players do get. Um, and you know why clubs do it, exposure straight away. And go on, Jordan. And sorry, I was going to say, and I, I also acknowledge the hypocrisy of what I've just said, considering the manager that I've been championing, Mikel Arteta, walked into his first big job at No, but it wasn't straight from being a... It wasn't straight from player to... to, to Oh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. But your first club, Arsenal, that is a bit of privilege. Let's be real. That's a little yeah. bit of privilege. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, you get my point. <laughs> ah, cool. Let's keep it moving anyway. Um, James, there was some Woodrick news recently. Quotes again from the player with January approaching. I thought maybe we'll touch in on that before the World Cup review stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, the big thing was coming out of the mirror, actually, that, um, you know, it's looking like 40 million, they're saying. Actually, they're willing to to work at Shakhtar plus add-ons and then a few others saying around 55, 56 million. So the fee is starting to come down a little bit. And when you start hearing reports of that and you couple it with quite how public the player has been about being disappointed if he doesn't get a move this January, would start for Arsenal over being a, a squad player for Real Madrid. And he's really making the point, isn't he? Doing an interview with Zinchenko's wife or partner, I believe it's his wife. Um, you know, all these things really do make you think he wants this move and they're trying to make something happen. But I've seen many a transfer saga go on at Arsenal where you think, there's just no way we're not getting this guy. The whole Emirates Stadium was singing, we'll see you next week to Yuri Tielemans. <laughs> you know, so by the way, I think that might happen on a free transfer. But because when you buy, because the reason I say that, sorry, is because reporters aren't letting it go. I mean, a lot of people are still saying, no, he's still got his eyes set on Arsenal. So, yeah. I mean, you've got to think there's a reason why he's doing that. And I could so see how we'd play a part in our squad. But anyway, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, will it be another Vlahovic, which I think when you look back at Vlahovic, the truth is somewhere in the middle in that we probably did want him. It probably wasn't anywhere near as close or advanced as you know people were claiming it to be. And ultimately, it was a bit of a non-starter, though Arsenal probably would have done the deal if they thought they had any real chance of getting him. I, I think I sit somewhere in that middle ground. Um, so could it be one of those? And, and you know, it's very similar with Vlavic and Mudrik because I didn't really know much about Mudrik till the summer when we were first linked to them. There's a lot of hype around him now. People are watching the Champions League. He did well. Um, you know, now his stock is so high going to January. You know, Vlavic was a similar thing. I hadn't really heard of him until the three, four, five months before um, we were linked to them. And now look how it's gone. So, you know, sometimes the hype and everything, the stock can rise so quickly that actually you just need to put the handbrake on a little bit. But he does look a serious talent. I know you're quite excited about him, Turkish. Yeah, I mean, I'm similar to you. I didn't know anything about him until the summer. Um, you do a bit of research, but there's not much to take from that YouTube research. You can look into stats all you like as well, but across different Football leagues. Football manager. 
well, there, there's another one that, yeah, good old James Statman uses. But um, there's nothing like the eye test. And I've seen him a few times this season now to, to, to know there's a, there's a player there for sure. One thing is he tends to operate best in space, counter-attacks. So it'd be interesting to see how he fares coming to a team that possession-based have started kind of alerting teams of their of their you know renewed direction let's say in terms of arsenal teams are going to come and play low block a hell of a lot against a hell of a lot more than in recent years against us so i'd like to see how he does in that sort of a system and at Shakhtar, it seems like he's getting a lot of space his best moments come from the, the those counter attacks and he looks a quality quality player and i always said if there was a choice of an a forward that's going to get us goals and assists or a midfielder that's going to add some more security if it's a choice of the two, we should be doing both. But if it's a choice of the two, then I'd go for the goals because I believe goals in the end will win you titles. But then you'll have you'll have people saying, but a, a good defensive unit and, and structure wins you the title. So it's it's hard to say, but I'll definitely take him for sure. Listen, I'll take anyone at the moment that Arteta and Edu feels like will improve the team. Because as I've said before, they've done enough for me to trust them now. Um, a lot of the players that we, we see in the starting eleven, I had doubts about coming in. But here I am now looking at them favourably, looking at them. I enjoy what I'm seeing. I like individual players a hell of a lot more. So, you know, I, I think about Ben White as an example. I think about Ramsdale as another example. Across the pitch too, um, even Zinchenko coming in, I understood it, but I didn't understand it to this effect and how he would really aid the whole team. So I trust them now. If it's Mudrik you want, it's Mudrik, then I'm I'm, I'm with it. If it's someone yeah, else, I'm with it too. Something I'm not with is no one. That That's what I'm not with. I want to see someone, at least someone, coming into the Emirates in January. And by someone, I mean someone that is going to have an immediate impact as well as a long-term kind of future. And by long-term, minimum three, four years, whether that's a Mudrick, whether that's a Zaha, whether that's a Tillemans. I just want to see some activity for sure. Jordan Lee, thoughts? I'll just be brief. Sorry, Lee. Um, I've, I'll start by saying I know zero about this player, so I'm not going to be that Arsenal fan that pretends to know who he is, balls from the rooftops about him coming here, and then a year and a half in, he flops, and I want him at my club. We do that a lot. I, so I, I, I talk from a position of no knowledge about this guy at all. I, I tend to lean to what James was saying, though, in terms of there's so much noise about this player. It makes me think that it's not going to happen. I'm just I'm I'm quite fearful that it it won't happen because of the noise. Um, I'm sorry, I think you were saying James that you think it will happen because of the noise. I think the opposite. Sorry. No, no. I've I've just seen a lot of noise, especially at Arsenal, turn into nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm I I I, I don't know. I'm skeptical about about this deal. Not because not because of the player, but just because of how public where we seem to be linked with him. And I don't know if the club have actually come out and said they want him or we're just linking us with him because positionally he's with what we need. Um, age-wise, the right profile. And it's a January window. I don't know if we've actually, as a club, said this is a target for, for us. I don't, I don't know if... We, if well, he, I, I, don't, I don't think we have. But what I would say is <clears throat> I believe that football... Listen, ultimately, human beings will do what they want, especially outside of their roles in football. But I, I think... Football clubs have so much control these days on their PR and what goes out in the media in terms of like how they want to convey a certain message or if we've got a transfer target, how do we want to 
you know, control the way the fans find out about said target and how it's received, blah, blah, blah. We saw back in the summer, Man United were linked with Arnautovic, but there was such a backlash that they pulled out of it because the Man United fans were so against that deal. So there's a little part of me that thinks, with the amount he's talking about Arsenal, and with, you know, it would look quite silly of him to talk as much if we weren't even interested. And then when you've got, you know, Zinchenko's partner from or wife, for example, doing the interview, you know, and asking, I can't remember, but I think, you know, I think she did ask about the future and his future club and whatever. Um, you know, I, I feel like there must be something in the background. Otherwise, I don't know why these questions would all be asked. Um, so I just wonder. Yeah, I mean, and I know what Jordan's saying. It's like it sounds too good to be true. One of the, <laughs> one of the most sought after players at at this moment. It seems is very much looking forward to potentially joining Arsenal. Um, I've read this story before, um, as we know, with our fan base and and building up a potential arrival. So I think some players over the years have used that, used the fact our fan base kind of, you know, attach themselves to a linked player and promote them and and make waves on the, on the internet and social media. So hopefully it's nothing to do with that and hopefully it does come over the line. But one thing I like is, regardless of his intent, it means us fans are talking and us fans are talking about January, how to improve. And I, and I just don't want to see a January like last year where we didn't improve and we come out a weaker, thinner squad in the end. I believe it, it was part of the reason that cost us. But a lot will say we moved into this new season a lot fresher with the problems behind us because of the moves we made in January. It is what it is. It's a new January coming. Lee, January coming. Mudrick seems very keen. Yeah, listen, uh... Players and all that talk to each other, don't they? There's always that. That's been going on for years. You know, what I mean, back in the day, um, it, it was. It, it does. It does happen. So I think that it's a possibility. I think that um, I don't think it's one that I'm sort of saying now. Ah, it's, it's eliminating it. You know, we do need someone in that area. I always think that. You know, if you was, I don't know, wanting to go to Real Madrid or you was wanting to go to another club and all that, you wouldn't be going, oh, I want to go to Arsenal. He's, he's sort of limiting his fear. I think what he's actually doing is telling his club at this moment in time, you know, um, that don't don't overprice me out because this is where I want to go. So I, I think there's there's little motives. That maybe not saying at Arsenal, he's just saying, look, you know, just making his club aware of what what's going on, and and I think it's this could this could happen. I think we we, we forty million is more realistic for us. If if I'll be honest, I think that's a good good deal if that was to come. So, um, I'm like I'm like Jordan. I haven't really seen too much of him. I, when we were sort of linked with him, I watched him in a couple of international games. I wasn't that impressed, if I'll be honest. I wasn't that impressed with him. I think he played against Wales. I think it was was. And I didn't think he was great. I was thinking it's, 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 it's but listen, you know, that don't mean nothing. So um I, I'm pretty sure Arsenal are doing their job and, and being um watching him every week. And uh, that's an interesting point that you make that he'll have to change his game a little bit. But also don't forget, maybe looking into the future when we if if and when we get to Champions League, sometimes we're gonna have to be hitting teams on the counter attack. Mm-hmm. Um and that's where he could be used. So um, maybe looking into the future of, 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 of the team as well. So I think that's good. I think that, you know, we, we need to get signed some players. If he was to be the only one to come, I'd be very, very disappointed, lads, because I don't think it's enough. Enough for the league to, title? For us to, yeah, for us to challenge for the title, top four. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. Um, 
what top four as well? Or you think? No, no I think that with with our squad, it's too thin. I think that we're a couple of injuries away from dropping down like a stone. So we need to we need to strengthen a, a couple of areas definitely in this January transfer window. Fair. Um, Forty five minutes in, people. Make sure you hit the like button if you haven't already. Let's get the likes up to a thousand as always. And if you are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms, big up you. We are now officially on Spotify, um, so make sure you guys check us out there. If if well. If you love the show, like James said, it'll be coming out in audio format a bit earlier than the video. And Jordan? If you want to hear me on your way to work, on your way to your gal, on your way to your grands, on the way to the football game, and you want to hear my insightful, searing, positive, intellectual, progressive views. <laughs> Lee's just turned his camera off. For all you podcasters. And, uh, you, you can do it now. Forget YouTube. You can do it on, on the Spotify. So I'm just... Yeah, you're welcome. Is what I'm saying, basically, Turkish. Imagine, welcome. imagine you're going on your first date and you're listening to the Forever Arsenal podcast on your way. She's like, she looks at you, what's wrong? I just don't think we're going to get top four. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got... Where are you? Well, we're top. We're we're twelve points clear with two games to go. But I'm just not sure we're going to make it. To... She turn around. See what else you ain't getting a cup of coffee when like that. Say like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's move. 15 minutes to go on the pod and we still haven't even touched on the World Cup, which is quite good because that means there's some Arsenal news to talk about. And it's positive Arsenal news, a good away fixture in the FA Cup. Yeah. A big player linked. James? Robin, Can I kick things yeah. off on the World Cup front? Go just, ahead. Just, I watched the England game and, and I said to my, I promised myself this tournament, probably because I got so overly invested in Italy at the last one, that um, it wouldn't be the best look if suddenly I was the biggest England fan going. But... Um, <laughs> I said, look, I, I've been I've been majorly critical of Southgate since 2018. Ever since that, where everyone was so excited about the semi-final, and I was kind of thinking, what? But it's anyway. Um, so I said I'd give him the tournament and not kind of go over the top with just one bad result or whatever. Um, but I just think that performance against the USA gave his critics even more fuel for their for their criticism, even more. Um, reason to doubt and look we had a poor result it's similar to the scotland draw at wembley um the euro group stages and then again we went on to the final we got better throughout the tournament so it's not you know it's not all doom and gloom on the england front but i just think when you're not bringing on phil foden and you're just watching this incredibly static miserable england side with the players we've got i I, I just i get the criticism and i'm not gonna pile in I'm going to wait for the tournament. I just get why people are so on his case. And we defended him for the Iran performance and that win. And we gave him some criticism. I thought, wow, you opened up a little bit. But now I'm hearing that Henderson's going to come in, which I assume means Bellingham loses his place. And it's, I don't know. I just, more of the same, if I'm honest. But Do you know, do you know what? Uh, you, you, I'm Like today, I, um, I'm not getting excited about England's next game against Wales. I'm not getting excited about it because I'm just going to actually just say um, what will be will be because I got excited about after the round. I'm really looking forward to the England game, right? You know, and then I realised something, guys. I realised something after the nil-nil drab. Well, I realised something. Who picked up England in the sweepstake after the Iran win? Come on! <laughs> 
<laughs> we win six two. Is in full effect. <laughs> we win six two. He then picks up Iran, and we we draw to the USA. <laughs> oh my word! Incredible. <laughs> Not only me. that, he picks up the dark horses. Uruguay, Uruguay. They're currently bottom of their group. <laughs> <laughs> After being one of the favourites and dark horses until Jordan picked them up. <laughs> We're doomed. We're absolutely doomed. Oh, Jordan getting out of the group. Oh, I, I, had out. Of that. I had four of that. That is outrageous. <laughs> what a... oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so disappointing with England. Very disappointed. It was a... Uh... Do you know what? I'm going to say it now. The two players that be dropped would be Bellingham and Saka if anybody gets left out. And that is criminal as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And, um, yep. yeah, I'm a little bit um, shell-shocked with what happened the other day. But not surprised. You know, I'm not surprised, you know. Um, listen, we've got, a, you know, Southgate's very, very... It is an easy group. I don't care what anybody says. It's an easy group. And then then after that, we got got... Uh, Ecuador or, or Holland group, you know what I mean? Come on, like to get yourself into the sort of quarterfinals, yeah. you know, you might as well just sell your, you know, fill your boots, boys. And, and we're making our work of it. We're making our work of it. I wouldn't be surprised if we lost to Wales. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we stuffed them. I just don't know what you're going to get with England. <clears throat> yeah, England currently topped the group four points, Iran in second, three points. And then you have the USA third, two points, and Wales bottom with one point. But like you said, Wales can can pull off an upset. I wouldn't be surprised. But likewise, I wouldn't be surprised if England just see them off. And I'm with you. I think it'll be Saka that that gets dropped because of maybe the the last performance, not necessarily his performance, but the team's performance. If, if I'm honest with you, Saka was probably one of the bright sparks in a pretty dull game. Um, but was he? That's, that's not yet yeah, Turkish. Not, not saying much, but. He was poor. He, he, he done all right in the first half. He was. He, he wasn't was good. Let's let's be, let's be honest. We praised him against Iran. He was poor against. Him. I mean, they were all poor. Yeah, yeah. they were all. Poor. He, he, he was poor. So let, let's let's be fair. He he wasn't good. I mean, Turkish. I, I'll say I'm not going to go off on one again on my Southgate defense. I think I might need to be saving my bullets for later, later in the competition. So I'm not going to go big on this one. But it wasn't a good performance. James makes a fair point that I think he gives a lot of his critics ammunition. To, oh, that's why we. That's why you, we can't win the World Cup. I look at it like, look, it was a pragmatic performance where USA turned up. Someone made. A, I did talk sport overnight on the weekend, and someone phoned in and made a really interesting point about the fact that <clears throat> England, better or worse, are always the team that every other team ups their game for. When teams, play, when nations play England. They up their game, especially if they're a weaker nation. Mm -hmm. They up their performance. I spoke to a USA, um, USA, a US football journalist over the weekend, and he said that performance from America is not the norm. It wasn't the norm. They don't place that level normally because it's England. They raise their game. So yes, the performance wasn't good, and over, on the balance of play, England were lucky to get a point. They were fortunate to even get a point in that match, <clears throat> but. Sometimes you just got to just take a licks. You said this about Arsenal. When you're not playing well, just get a point. They've all but qualified from the group. If England beat Wales, which I think they will on uh, tonight, and then they qualify and they beat Senegal or Holland, whoever, that USA performance will be forgotten. No one cares. 
And this is my whole yeah. attitude towards cup football. Just win. Okay, they didn't win, but you, you get the point. They got the point that all but sees them through out of the group. So this idea that every game should be 6-2 and exciting and it should be free-flowing football, it's just in tournament football that doesn't work out. When you've got the players that Brazil have got, even they're not playing samba, sexy football for yeah. two games. So yeah, let's not but... pretend like England should be playing great football and cruising through this group because that's not England. It's no. not Southgate, but they are at the group, which is the first mission. But, but I think what it is, it's like people are pulling so far in the other direction to the one that Southgate's pulling in, which is, I think he wants to be pragmatic. I think he wants to be safe. I think he'd like low scoring. I think he'd like clean sheets. I think all that. Mm. But we have a generation of players that are more exciting, more technical than ever before. You know, when have we produced Foden, Madison, Mount, Grealish, all in one go? You know, and then you've got Bellingham in there, you've got Rice, and we've got technically gifted defenders like White and Stones as well. Maguire's been brilliant for England. Let's give him credit. Yeah, Southgate's got that one right. So, you know, I think what it is is that there is, even in every game, even the 6-2 are on, probably not, but there's always something that just feels like he's got the handbrake on. Like, even when he called up Madison, the feeling was, you felt you had to, didn't yeah, you? you? Like, to, yeah. you felt you really, you know, you didn't really want to, but you felt you had to. I think there's just always this kind of, like, I, I don't know how to explain it. He's always safety first. And I don't think England fans, in a weird way, like, <coughs> you win 2-0, but just entertain, play good football. It's, enter it's hard. Look, he doesn't get much time with the team and all that, and I appreciate it. He's just trying to get us through tournaments, which are, what, seven games. What? And I appreciate that, but... One thing I want to mention is I think Grealish spoke about it recently. Um, in Southgate's favour, he, he can't win. Um, he can't win. Whether he picks Grealish or not, he's got a problem with him. Whether he picks Foden or not, he's got a problem with him. Madison, same thing. It, it, in, in this position, you can't win. But at the same time, I believe he shouldn't be in this position, having shown what he's shown already in terms of the less expansive style of football. And, and it's not really... Getting with the times in terms of style of play, I think he's done a hell of a lot to help England move from where they was prior to him to where they are now. But I think at the same time, to really kick on, I think they need to they need to think about giving the reins up to somebody else that's a bit more. I don't know, maybe, maybe someone with a bit more clout in managing younger players, someone that's got a, a more modern style. But, but, of but Turkish, it's not just about someone that, that's very good at working with younger players. It's also about someone that, that understands also how to navigate tournament football without the day-to-day -day opportunity to work with these players. Where I think Southgate is really good, and I wouldn't say unique, but I think he's one of a selective group of people, managers, is that he's got that blend right, in my opinion, of being able to harness working with young players, but also navigate trying to win seven games when you don't get these guys every single day in a way that... So Guardiola has a good rep with young players, but would Guardiola work well with a squad that he only gets to see four times a year? I don't know is the answer to that question, but he, I, I think you don't underestimate tournament football when you don't have players very often to be able to harness that vibe of working with youngsters, but also the hardened um, du durability of be churning out wins in a very, very confined period of time. That's a skill in itself. People often say, oh, he wouldn't, he wouldn't get a job in the Premier League. He probably wouldn't. But then again, 
the Premier League management is a different skill set. It's a different talent that maybe he hasn't got. He's got a talent for, okay, I can get this group of players four times a year. And then every two years, I can try and get them to a semi-final or a final. So I don't think it's just about getting a manager next up that can work with young players. Because he could be great with young players, but can they navigate seven games over a, over a month? I will say. So, oh, sorry, go on, Turkish. I just look at the international football now, and there's not really one outstanding candidate. I'd say France over the first two games have probably shown the best over 180 minutes plus added time, which probably makes it 120 in this tournament. But I mean, sorry, 200 in this tournament. But um, apart from them, I think when you look at England, England's quality and players. I get you, Jordan, 100%. There's, there, there's international teams that navigate their way through and pull one out of the bag or or maybe they're not the favourites and they manage to, to, to get in having played smartly. But there's also teams over the years that have played their way, their style, and been Turkish. so confident in it that they've, you know, come out the back end of a World if, Cup. If England go toe-to-toe with France, they get slapped. Now, yes. Now, get, yes. No, 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 no. I mean toe-to-toe in terms of if they open up and try to take on France with an expansive game, France will slap them. Now, England's yes. best way of beating France is the way they're playing right now. They might still lose, but being solid, resolute and yeah, pragmatic, for me, is the best way England have of winning the World Cup. If England open up and play Grealish and Foden and Saka and Kane and Rice in advance and push up the field, they get slapped. France that, will... that, comes, that comes from mentality, though, and being used to what you're used to. Yeah. My thing is you're right. Right now, France would slap England if England opened up. But had England had two, maybe three years of a manager that's yeah, willing to maybe, willing maybe to play that part, England have maybe. the quality in players, technically, as well as, you know, um, physically. They have the quality, they just don't have the chemistry. They don't have the... Maybe. I don't know, maybe. They even have depth, England. When you really look at some of the players that can come in off the bench... You wonder how they're how we're talking about them like this, but for me, the only way, sorry, James, the only way, the, the only reason for me, England don't win this World Cup is because of midfield. England, I think you have to have a midfield and a killer to win World Cups and and um, Euros. England have a killer in Kane. They have no midfield. They don't have a midfield good enough for me to win this World Cup. That's the only thing I think prevents England winning this. But it's not Southgate. It's not even their defense. Their defense is good enough for me to go to the, to get to a final they've got they've not got a midfield they've not got a midfield italy and croatia knocked out england in the semi final of a world cup and the final of a european championship final because both those teams have a midfield they can control games england don't have a midfield to control games at the highest level against senegal against poland against peru it's, you can get away with it. Against the top teams, you have to have a midfield that can control a game. And that, for me, is the one Achilles heel for England, in, in, in my opinion. Cool. Um, listen, we're coming up to an hour, so we're not going to touch too much in on the rest of the fixtures. But um, everyone in agreement that France so far look the best outfit? Or has anyone got another shout? They, they, they oh, are in terms of... What's that, Sorry. I was saying Brazil. I, I, I was impressed with them yesterday. Found another way to win, um, and they're, they're playing teams that are um, twice now. I, I watched Serbia the other day open yeah. out. I actually see uh, Switzerland open out a little bit, but they've played two teams that have said, "Right, we're defending deep, dropping in. We're going to make it very, very difficult," and they've found a way. 
what happens when the team opens up to them, I'm a little bit fearful of like, you know, so, um, but that, that's the way they're going to play. That's how they're going to have to get through this tournament. And I think that they're, they look very, very good to be fair. France are the one you probably trust the most in terms of the experience blended with the quality and they've been there and done it. They feel quite solid and resolute, but they've got goals at the same time. But I think the most impressive outfit by a country mile of Spain. I just think when you watch them, yeah, they look good. Team, they've got a footballing philosophy. They've got players that can come in and it doesn't feel like they're changing their style in any way, shape or form. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Gary Neville got laughed at saying that the, the squad looked like a lax goals and they scored seven. But I actually kind of got what he meant. And I yeah. think, you know, I kind of get they don't have, you know, they had to bring on Morata, right, to essentially just get the ball into the back of the net. And that's not someone you, you're used to relying on as an out and out goal scorer. Um but I just think the way they pass and move, the, tech, the, the technical quality they've got, and I know that's not everything in football, but I feel like if anyone is to click and then go out like another level, I think it could be them. Um, so I'm massively impressed by Spain. Spain, Brazil, France, Jordan, anyone? I, I, I'm with Lee. I think Brazil, I think front to back, they've got the most complete squad. Look at their goalkeeper. Look at the, the striker options. When Fabinho can't, I'm a big Fabinho fan, when he can't get in that midfield, you know it's good. Um, and defensively, it's probably where they're actually weakest, yet they're still quite strong. Their fullbacks aren't great. Tellez and Sandro are probably where they're weakest. But those two fullbacks still probably get in most international teams. Do you know what I mean? And Thiago Silva, you know, is get at but he's still better than most as well. So I, I think Brazil, and they've played, as Lee says again, they're the only team that have played two good teams, Serbia yeah. and Switzerland are two good teams and they've found a way to beat both of them. So that's mm. where I would give Brazil Brazil the edge so far. Get at a ball. I like that one. I'm going to use <laughs> that. Um, uh, let's round it off with comments of the day. We said we'll all pick one out. Um, we all have. I'll start. I'll start. I've got one of my own. Turkish, definitely not a morning person. Looks extra grumpy. And that's coming from Mr. Danny. Danny Pack. So, yeah. Turkish is definitely not a morning person. I've told you guys this. I'm not a morning person. But... <laughs> We did start this one at half eight, so let me know what I'm looking like on the ground commenter <laughs> scale or whatever you want to call it out of 10. Um, I think I've done well this morning. Go on, over to you, Jordan. Um, there was a few that were kind of praising me for, for the first time this season in my my on the last pod, which I, which I thought was lovely. Don't like it, but it was whatever I'll deal with it. <laughs> but my, my favourite one was... Um, why is Jordan looking like he's in a woman's refuge? <laughs> On the last part, I was in a hotel. <laughs> I, go back I, I watched it back and I was like, yeah, it does look like a woman's <laughs> refuge. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Anthony, big up. Go on, clock big up. I like that one. Lee? <laughs> I've gone for Joshua Reed. I knew it was curtains for Uruguay <laughs> as soon as Jordan picked them for the Dark Horse. And he's dead right. They are bottom of the group. They, not, they've not, not scored. Third, not second, <laughs> bottom. Big up, Joshua. Like, you know, an England of uh, derailed not since the world, like, you know, So there you go. <laughs> James, James, round it off for us. Uh, I've gone with Another great show, informative, entertaining, and often hilarious. It's from Spence. Thank you so much. He says, the chemistry among the four of you is a wonderful thing. I am missing James's pillows, however. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We'll sort something out. We'll sort something out. We'll send you his pillows. For fuck's sake. <laughs> get fluffy pillows. Get a, get a mention. Love it. 
uh, listen, people, hope you guys have enjoyed. Jordan, Lee, James, big up as always. We've just passed an hour. Um, so love for giving us your time. And um, people, make sure you hit the like button. Get it up to a 1,000 likes. Leave your comments. We'll be back at the end of the group stage, which is this Friday, I believe. So Friday night or Saturday morning, we'll be recording our next pod. I'm leaning towards Saturday morning, considering I've got big six Friday night. But it depends on the team. And it really depends on what, when Jordan can fit in, because he's always the fucking one got me up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we'll see. Oh. I want to just actually, I want to say big up you, Turkish. I saw you, your big show, your big six show featured on an American network last week. So I want to say big up yourself. I mean, you clearly prioritised that over this, but we won't, we won't, we won't mention that. <laughs> but big up yourself, and that was a big He, he got time. up at five for that one, George. Oh, did he now? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, I bet enough, he was he was the morning man name, was he? This is our rumour start, mate. Don't listen to James. Don't listen to James. That was 3 p.m. in the afternoon I did that. Look how, look how fresh my face was looking. I was just... <laughs> No, but big yeah, up yourself love, for that love, one. Love for that Jordan man. It was it was massive. I can't lie. I didn't I didn't actually deep until it came out, but yeah, it, it was quite big. Um, and love to Dan Bowens for the hookup. But yeah, big up everyone. Hit the like button on the way out. Leave your comments as usual. We're back this Saturday at some point. Make sure you're subscribed, notification bell on, and you'll know exactly when the next pod is. Look out for all the content coming this week. The watch alongs on DR, they've been banging. So make sure you guys are subscribed over on DR too. And yeah, show some love. Love all round people. James has got his own channel. James B, Lee Judges TV, Channel 4, Jordan over there. Um, and Talk Sport as well. You can find Jordan everywhere. I'm man. everywhere, man. I'm everywhere. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm everywhere. Now he's Sorry. on Spotify as well. You're not going to fucking <laughs> hear the end no of escape. it. Like, love for the love, people. We're at. See you on the weekend. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.